0: Subscribe to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Two working stiffs that love comics, movies, games, and more bring their nerd conversation and observations to you. You're listening to Coach and K-Rock's NerdPod, where they give you their opinion on whatever they want. Hey, don't complain. You're listening to their show. Coach, K-Rock, take it away. Episode 9, man, what's going on? Episode 9, what's going on?
1: It's getting summer, it's a little warm, but uh, we're here. I'm dying over and, here, the uh, AC uh, doesn't seem to be
0: nine. on, so um, I'm
1: pretty hot. Right, so So uh, we're back, it's episode 9, it's really, It's uh, is this episode 8 or episode 9? Bing bong, episode 9, right? 9. All right. Nine ten, Max Headroom. We know million downloads. We we get the uncut Max Headroom episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about that. But um, yeah, man, it was uh, it was another odd week. Like I don't know. So we got stuff coming out. So The Incredibles two came out, and we got some just I don't know oddball stuff happening in the middle of uh, like. The, the Chris Hardwick thing And then I hear about Stan That was Lee, crazy That right?
0: came out of The blue man Yeah it like, like
1: really did And I we'll I was checking into.
0: my Twitter feed As I always do And and Right now It's to a point where If you see someone famous Trending That usually doesn't trend It's not for good reasons uh, That's kind of like What I'm learning here
1: No I agree And we'll definitely Hop into that Um But it was like It was just one of those weeks It was not It was Nothing that I felt like Um was like, Oh my God, great news or amazing. It was just like weird stuff back to back to back. And, um, so we'll, we'll I don't want to make it a completely fully negative show. Although I do, mm. um, I do have, so, you know, I, as, as you know, I texted you whatever on Friday night and it's funny. We, we talk about the experiential, like the experience of the theater a lot and going and what we love about it and how we prefer to view, and it was just one of those nights where I had a weird week at work and I called my wife, and I was completely into the idea of her and I just like taking off, going to Five Guys, not making a huge production of it, just like super simple go grab a burger, hop mm-hmm. into the Incredibles. And oh, nice. I remember, yeah. yeah. So, and, and so I, I we went we to the, we went to Five Guys. It was, and I guess I should have known at that point where, like, the burger wasn't what I thought it was going to be all day. It was, like, greasy. And I was like, ah, this is not. So, and then, like, one of my kids, like, tried to jump in there and, like, oh, can you bring me and nine of my friends with you? And we want to go to a different movie. And they're like, oh, it's, like, it's turning into pandemonium, which I didn't want. I wanted, like, fly under the radar. No big deal.
0: You wanted a cheeseburger and a milkshake That's in it, a movie. Dude. So not, simple Not entertaining a half dozen kids No And and like I wanted the burger to be good I wanted to, just wanted it to be easy
1: Like So anyway So the burger sucks I drive to So we drive And it's right across from the movie theater We get out And we find out the two shows before the ones that we Or I'm sorry We wanted to go to like a 7 o'clock The 7 was sold yep. out The 7.15 was sold out so then there was, like, seven thirty three 3D, which I wasn't going to do, and then 7.45 was was available. And so, like, it's hot. I don't know. It was, like, weirdly hot and muggy and kids everywhere and people making announcements and whatever. So we get in. I, I text you the tickets. We walk to Five Below and do, like, the cheap candy thing. And I walk into the theater. There's a little line off to the side, like, preparing you for whatever it was still early but we wanted to get a good seat and this one like it felt like a seinfeld moment to me because (laughs) you know that i'm like the most open chill like dude i don't care i i I, i try to like be all inclusive with people and completely understand that it's not easy it's not like like everybody's just trying to live and everybody's just trying to go see the movies and i i completely get it so this is a big theater I mean, this is the, like, sort of the the premiere, the biggest theater in this multiplex that we go to. And we're the second or third in line for this movie, and we get in, and there's a family. Now, there's a massive theater, and... But it didn't have the two side seats for some reason. It was just a, a main thing. But you know how sometimes they have the two side seats where we could have just slipped in there and it would have been fine.
0: You're talking like on the aisle. Like yeah, like aisle, on the aisle sides You have of, two seats off to the side. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And yep, usually or, like that's yep. what we're hoping for, right? We're hoping to just snag one of those rude boys halfway up. It's why we line up early. And there wasn't those for whatever reason. And then I noticed like all in the front row, it was really heavily like... It's clearly their handicap theater and handicap showing area. Like, yeah, there, there was but so They're overnight. clearly marked. Yeah. yeah, so like big in the in the front row, right before you head up to the thing. So, we go maybe six rows up and we catch the aisle seat and. Nice score. Not, not right. So not, um, not a ton of people. Maybe twenty people came in in that line, and this theater is still wide open. And so this guy comes in, and you could see he's struggling, right? He's got a, a toddler in one hand. He's got, and dude, this is I I, I want to be careful how I say this because it is not me being judgment judgmental. I'm totally down that everybody should be able to have a good experience, and this is not me being not being a jerk at all in any way. So, but the, so the guy's got a toddler in his hand. He's got two teenage girls that are fighting with each other. Like they're slapping and kicking and pushing and they have bickering bickering sister things, right? right? Pulling hair, like, and the guy's trying to manage. I feel so bad for the guy and no wife with him yet. And so, and then he's got a 13, 12 or 13 year old. Down syndrome son, right? A son that clearly has, um, you know, that disability Mm -hmm. again, totally whatever, right? Like, everybody should have a good time. I have no whatever, there's no judgment. However, this is a giant movie theater, giant, and where four rows up, five rows up in the aisle, he comes literally right behind us, the row right behind us, on top of us, and he goes in and puts the toddler on his lap. The two girls are right behind, or right next to him, leaves an open space right behind my wife. And then his son is now right behind me. And so now it's starting to fill up. And now the wife comes in. She's got another child with her, like a, I don't know, oh maybe four or five years old Mommy, like yelling through the, there's daddy. like, And they're right behind me. And she's got like 19 popcorn. She's tripping on herself. The little kid's not helping. The father like puts the toddler down, like dump something on my wife as he's going to help, like d- whatever. So like <clears throat> we're looking at each other like, are you serious right now? Like I should have known by the bad cheeseburger that this is not going well. <laughs> and so... Uh, the, the <laughs> Geico commercials that stuff starts to roll and it's starting to get loud in the theater and I'm like oh this is so rough so I'm like I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the popcorn because we just came right in I'll get us a, a, a drinks and popcorn and So I go out. The line is literally wrapped around the bathroom. It's the worst. For concessions. Right. Yeah. For For concessions. concessions? Oh, my God. Just so like. So everything was sold out. And so I get my popcorn. And now right directly in front of us is six. Like six. Teenage, like 13 to 15 year old boys. That are already, they've been there three minutes, they're already throwing M&M's into that lower, close to the screen section, like at two girls that they know from school.
0: And now the kid... Just like the scene from uh, uh, Cobra Kai, right? Dude, when exactly they're in the movie theaters right. Exactly. He's liking the girls, he's throwing the milk duds at her. That's
1: so exactly right. That's funny. Great <laughs> reference. Um. So now the kid behind me starts kicking the seat. Kicking the seat, kicking the seat, kicking my seat. Oh, man. So now I look back at the mother with sort of like a smile, like not being Kind of like jerk, pleading,
0: help me, just please. Like,
1: please, please, <laughs> kind of help me. Like just, to, I get it. I'm with you. I'm not being judgy. Just help me, please. And kicks the seat, kicks the seat, kicks the seat. I look back again and I kind of like act like I'm um, like I dropped something or something, like, whoa, whoa. And I turn around and I look back and clearly the mother and father look at me. Like, as to say, like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Anything to, that they could have said. They said nothing. They look at the kid, they look back at the, the screen. Now, because the, the volume is going up on the on the screen in the commercials, they're being louder. So the girls are fighting louder, the toddlers yelling mommy louder, he starts kicking the seat harder, and the Milk Duds and M&Ms are getting thrown, and now people are getting irritated that these kids are throwing shit, and never, it, it, that... Parents are getting irritated that these kids are throwing stuff. And that's it for the first time ever in my life. And I don't know if this is an age thing. I don't know what it is. But I stand up and I'm like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. And she's like, well, they're not going to... My wife's like, we're not going to get our money back for... Because you're irritated. And I'm like, well, want to bet? I bet I do. I bet I get our money back. So... Wow. And I was totally cool, dude. I went out and I'm like, listen, here's the situation. I know it's completely sold out. I'm sure you can sell these tickets. I'm not being a drug. I'm not. This is nobody's fault but mine. But we just don't want to be here. If it's your policy to not do a refund, that's fine. And they were like, oh, my God. So no, you know, so Cinema World in Lincoln, Rhode Island, amazing, great people free plug they were so nice and and so for the first time they, they gave had, you the money back they did they gave me the 22 bucks whatever it was and uh they even gave us like a voucher for something i didn't look at what it was maybe a free popcorn or something but they were they were oh, just man. so
0: super nice and they must get this a lot though I'm Opening sure they weekend, do. yeah incredible like the incredibles 2 huge family movie year went opening night and yeah, I'm sure that they're like, oh man, sorry. <laughs> so
1: we loved that the original so much that it was just like nostalgia. Like we didn't even think it's opening weekend, and it's a kids movie. Like I, I was viewing that movie as like a real legitimate, like superhero movie. I'm not thinking that this is a a movie where screaming kids are going to be. So I did talk about my my exception to the rule. Uh, Or, my rule about if I don't see it in the first three days, that's definitely not the case with this movie. Like, we're gonna do like a matinee. You did
0: not end up seeing the movie.
1: Did not go to the movie, left, went home, and watched like the history of hip hop on Netflix.
0: (laughs) So, here's a lesson to be learned, my friend. Um, And now you get my movie theater, um, the way I make my choices when I'm gonna go see something like this. I'll buy my tickets way in advance. Number one, number two, I'm going to an AMC dine in theater. Cause you know, those families are not going to do that. No, you get assigned seats. You'll pick your seat. If you're doing it early enough, you have the pick of the litter, go in, never have to rush, never wait in line going forward. You have to do that. (laughs) Yeah. No. so, So no longer, no more cattle calls. The rope drops. Everyone's running to get your seats. Um, as if you're doing the dine-in, you don't even have to deal with the concession line. You, you you pick your spot, you push the button, the waiter comes over and takes your order.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And so <laughs> we did, as you can imagine. You know, it's like a half-hour drive back to our house, and we started How was to break that ride. Down. No, it was it was funny because
0: we were just like breaking it down, and I'm like, okay, so if, if <laughs> do the play-by-play, yeah, like, we were like. <laughs> So if we did, a, if we were an out route in here, it would have done. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, but but we were at the game saying like,
1: <laughs> Howard, yeah, right, and and X's and O's. But we were also saying like, okay, so now are we ruined because we know that other experience exists? That was one possibility. Have we just gotten old? And is our are we like literally was that our you kids get off our lawn moment? Was that like our first one of? we just run them out of town because, you know, because we're old people and and we're crotchety or, you know, was it some, something in the middle? I don't know. But wait, that, that's really what the discussion home was like. It was like, you know, uh, we certainly weren't placing blame anywhere. It was like, it was completely on us, but it was just uh, an interesting thing. So, uh,
0: first time ever. That is a ever. tough one to try to sit through. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll answer you. you you're, you're not turning into John Lithgow from Footloose. Okay. That's right? good. You're not, that's not happening here. Um, I would have been in... S- if, if I made that decision, which I think it was still crazy to try to get into that that show um, in the theater, knowing that those kids are going to be... I, all children are going to that movie that weekend. It's the perfect summer movie. School just get out. Oh, yeah. It was a perfect storm, and I do not blame you. I don't think you're getting old. Uh, you you dropped 20-some-odd bucks on movie tickets. You want to be able to watch the movie.
1: Yeah, and that just in comfort
0: without there. getting your, you know, you, you didn't pay for a vibrating seat, so you don't want a kid kicking the back of your seat either. And those two parents are like, "Sorry, man, I'm I I I trucked my twelve kids in here and uh, like right we're, behind we're just, us. We're going to sleep. The theater was empty,
1: <laughs> right? Like there was no reason for that. There was no reason for for you to sit right behind us. Just go in the top corner like a normal. Ugh,
0: so. Yeah. It's almost like I'd say those are that per- those if those first seats just weren't so bad for the view. It, but it doesn't sound like they were going to watch the movie anyway. No. Perfect seat for, yeah. for for kids fighting and throwing things yeah. the first round. Yeah. So I, I
1: <laughs> In any event, uh so that was my thing. We're gonna go to like the Tuesday, like uh well, Tuesday nights generally pretty slow there and they do like six dollars for students and whatever. If you go to the, the seven or eight o'clock show, it's cheaper or whatever. So absolutely. We're know, gonna
0: that, do um we do five dollar movie nights at AMC when you're part of their their premier the Star stubs Club membership. Or yeah, 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 and there's two versions: there's a free version and the paid version. I do the paid version because I get my money's worth out of it, and and that's again. Here's another free plug: AMC's premier stubs is awesome. You you rack up points; they give you free tickets, free popcorn upgrades, um, and you could just rack up points no matter what you're buying but they also do the $5 uh, movie nights which we'll go see Incredibles 2 this Tuesday night uh, for 5 bucks a piece. Yeah, It's, so it's amazing. Cool.
1: Yeah, so I think th- we'll, we'll do something similar and then we'll be able to talk about it um, talk about it next week. So Next week. Um, yeah, absolutely. Right. So that was cool. I wanted to get that story at least okay. off my my chest, and uh, we can hop into uh, we can just hop right into week and in geek because that took a little longer than uh, than expected. So yeah, that's
0: fine. Huh? Uh, it's, you know what's crazy about this this week? It I think the last week the, the last few weeks have been insane with the amount of like new drops for uh, movies and the summer uh, films that are coming out. A lot of the news you had all the stuff with Roseanne. There's a lot of stuff to keep up. It seems like this week was kind of. Not, yeah. It, it was it was like a normal week. It was sort <laughs> of a slow news week. It was. And, like, and and I'm feeling is this nor like is this you know are, are we missing something?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I I think yeah you're right because I was feeling um, you know similar. And I'm like wow oh, I was like what what what's what's sort of going on this week? No big drops. No like mega announcements. No um and here's the thing is that everybody is silently waiting. For, um, uh, for for Comic Con, this is we're not weeks away from DC Comic Con, and um, I will always uh, give a plug in. And so, uh, I've talked about it before. Shooting Clerks is uh, something that I'm watching. It's sort of a, a Kevin Smith biopic they that that's made I think we we I mentioned this it's it's made in uh, New Zealand oh, no I'm sorry Scotland I believe yeah Scotland and uh, it's so funny because I've seen some clips and the uh, the mother uh, or the, the woman who plays Kevin's mother clearly they just didn't even get rid of the Scottish accent um I'm sure that they're <laughs> editing, editing and tinkering away now but they just got big news that there'll be a feature panel in comic-con international uh which runs the same week um as uh, san diego comic-con so they're going to get some exposure and some like live streaming into uh the main thing so it's cool i mean i think uh if you listen to the show you know that we are and me in particular huge kevin smith fans and um it's cool to see that his biopic is going to make its way into uh the Comic-Con uh, sort of uh, That's exciting.
0: Con, right? We so, love uh, Kevin Smith and uh, pretty much everything he does. So Yeah, so cool. actually and that. and that
1: that brings in another thing that uh so I I watched Silent but Deadly uh for the first time today. I don't know if you have Showtime, I don't know if anybody out there has Showtime, but I highly recommend um Yeah, I highly recommend watching it
0: because that was the show that he was—he had the heart attack. It is, yeah, yeah. So the uh, the set,
1: yeah, it aired. um, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago, and I finally just like worked everything up together and threw my satellite dish back on uh, to check it out. And I checked it out on demand, and you know, it's vintage Kevin Smith. Funny is that, and we talk about this a lot. That you know, we listen to all of the podcasts. Smodcast sort of sits by itself and he has a guest where he's digging into that guest's topic. But when he does talk about himself, you you have a tendency, if you listen to all of the properties, you can hear the same stories over and over. I think Kevin assumes that, uh, he doesn't just assume, if you're a fan of Fat Man on Batman, that you're gonna be a fan of uh, of Hollywood Babylon or whatever. So he, uh, so this was fresh content. So if you're a Kevin Smith guy uh, and you haven't checked it out yet. I think it's on YouTube at this point, too. Uh, check it out, because it, it it's fresh material. He talks a lot about his family. and um, But more importantly, he's, he comes on before and says, like, yeah, hey, so um, just so everybody knows, this. After, right after this show, I had a major heart attack and almost died. And if you look at it through that perspective and you listen to the things that he says through the show... If he had died, it would have been so insanely emotional based on a few of the things that he said and talked about. But the fact that he didn't die, it just, it solidified my, you know, again, it can be repetitive sometimes, and sometimes I need to step back and take a break. But this two hours or two hours and 15 minutes really just totally reinforced my love and passion for, um, for Kevin and what he does and, um... You know, and and um, looking forward to to everything that he's got coming up. I think with reboot coming up, and I don't know if you just uh, and I'll actually wait for this in geek news. Actually, I won't wait for it in geek news. I'll say it now. Uh, he just dropped a video with Drake, which is a I ma- watched that. Ma- <laughs> massive. Uh, I mean, that's he's one of the biggest stars of today, right? And. Uh, Drake redid the Degrassi, uh, high school scenes, which Jay and Silent Bob were in. So it was really cool and really funny for Jay and Silent Bob to be in a Drake video back to Degrassi high where Drake started off. And so, uh, you know, go on YouTube and check that out if you want.
0: Yeah, it was funny. I, I checked it out. Really yeah. cool to see those two guys in there.
1: Right. Um. And uh, it's, uh, they, they're looking old, but I'm glad they are right. Like, yeah. I'm glad that they're still doing what they're doing, and he talks a lot about that in the in in Silent but Deadly, where it's like you know him and Jay they live close to each other and they walk the dogs sometimes and you know imagining people pulling out and be like oh my god Jay and Silent Bob are walking dogs like it's it's just kind of funny to uh, to think
0: about it right so um, all right I got something uh, for the the weekend geek that dropped this week um, the ATT Time Warner deal was approved it was um, yep. Through the courts And I know this wasn't On our list Originally But it just dawned on me it's Like this is a, This has potential um, Ripples in the water So to say Implications Turn into a tsunami
1: It sure does Yeah um,
0: So and, and the biggest one Being the, um, the The Fox Entertainment So the entertainment Side of uh, You know Murdoch's company Right yeah. We all know Disney had a, a pretty rich offer On the table For uh, You know Ownership uh, shares into Disney for the you know for the acquisition of the Fox Entertainment. Well, now with this eighteen t Time Warner ruling put in place that approves it, that allows Comcast to come full blast yeah. after it sure does. Fox Entertainment, and they did put together a very rich offer that beats Disney's. Uh, but Disney has has the. Um, They can come back to the table with a higher offer, it it sounds like, based on their agreement. And the fact that – I believe there's a penalty, too, on Fox if they were to pull away from the offer from Disney. That's right. Like in the tune of like a billion dollars. Yeah. I mean –
1: Yeah. And listen, I think that Rupert Murdoch wanted uh, and wants to be – he won't be the chairman. Uh, Bob Iger will still remain chairman if this deal comes through. But it does – make rupert murdoch the number one shareholder the largest shareholder in both fox and disney if this deal goes through Um, that's a lot of power and we know he likes that Um, but i mean what i'll say about this deal is i think the reason why the the first deal flew through was because we had some we had one entity and property that was making content and then one that the was delivering content so, uh, there was no real competition. And now um, this deal uh, does have competition in it. And, um, you know, the executive branch, as well as, um, you know, the other branches of government, has said that they're trying to limit the um, amount of exposure to the American people. And, and whether or not that's true, I, I, they did try their best to block this last merger. I think that under the best set of circumstances, this is going to be tied up in court for quite some time and I want to remind the listeners because I needed to remind myself of this is that, you know, Hulk the fact that Hulk and Thor could do a buddy movie uh, in Ragnarok and the fact that Hulk is not and has not been owned by Marvel Studios in some time I mean, Hulk is a universal character right, so Universal Studios owns Hulk And we know that Sony owns Spider-Man. And again, I think that when we talk about Feige and we talk about Marvel, um, I think that the Marvel money is so rich right now. They're headed to space for phase four. uh, And you cannot stop the Juggernaut. And you know, avatar is going to be coming soon. They're never the, the the second and third avatar movies are never going to come close to the Avengers movies, but there there's a lot of property and a lot of investment coming. And so what I think you're going to see Disney do is open the doors to more of those deals. And whether that's collaborations, more collaborations as opposed to ownership, it's very possible that you see a Deadpool crossover. We've already talked about that in a past show. Very likely that we see the Fantastic Four move over into the universe, and we get Secret Wars. I mean, if we get Secret Wars in Phase Five, my life, like you, just take all my money and then kill me, and I'll be fine. I'll be happy that that that, that uh, I was I lived to see that. Mm-hmm. So
0: um, yeah, that's the kind of way I looked at this too. As like, as a completionist, I would lo- I want Marvel to get as much property back under their control, under their thumb uh, creatively as they possibly can and not have to, to work out these collaboration deals. But, on the same token, you're looking at what they've accomplished with these almost 20 movies, right? Without yeah. having any of that in place. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with them farming through their immense library of superheroes and stories without having to dilute the water with... You know, you don't need to poison it, right? With with no, something from Fox don't. or from Universal. If they want to play nice, great, let's do it. If not, you know what? We don't need you. We, yeah. we have plenty of content to pull from. And no, those see. other studios would be incredibly naive to think that they're going to do better with that, with, you know, with those characters then working alongside Feige and his team, right? right. <laughs> Sony's just learned that firsthand. Oh, so this is how it works. We let them use Spider-Man and make the character, and we just get mailbox money—just checks coming in the mail. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do that. <laughs> exactly so. right. That's exactly right. So,
1: so we'll, we'll you know we'll keep an eye on it, but it's certainly not—it's uh, not deterring us from doing anything that we're doing on
0: a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, keep good. our eye on it. It it does have big impacts across the board to us as consumers. You know of this content because now you, everything's going to be in one place or potentially be in one place and it, not to get political but with the repeal of net neutrality that is a whole nother scary game that we're, we're entering into so absolutely we'll I- keep our eyes on that and you, you know we'll try to keep it off the show as much as possible but sometimes it's going to impact us yeah
1: sure is so all right so let's stay on disney and uh and go to these two stories back to back um let's not let's go positive first so um you know back in the day i don't know if you remember like will smith was a triple quadruple threat from from our time and um, you know, he's coming out with music and doing whatever. And the I think TV we,
0: show, we had the music, the movies, men
1: in black and the movies and he's mm-hmm. producing and he's directing and he's doing all sorts of uh, wonderful things. And uh, we have childish Gambino who is, you know, Donald Glover doing something similar right now, but the other rock star that is really coming up um, and taking control is Jordan Peel. And, you know, he's just going in and he's taking over properties. And, you know, here was again, uh, I think we all assumed he was the Garfunkel on Key and Peel. Like, I think that Keegan Michael Key was certainly the more recognizable, more popular. He had been out there more. He had been on, you know, he was Carmangelo on, so uh, he's Sunny in Philadelphia, a classic episode. He was, uh, it, it's Carmangelo. Um, yeah. It's uh, so. <laughs> Um, what a great episode! And then and and some other things. I mean, he was on How I Met Your Mother, and he was just one of those reoccurring characters that showed up. Uh, so a, a, a bunch of. Uh,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. s- stop you in your your tracks, and just for our younger audience who might not understand the term, the Garfunkel. Explain that.
1: So uh, <laughs> Paul Simon. So that uh, back in the day, there was a, a band, um, very famous Simon and Garfunkel. B- band called Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, Sound of Silence was probably the song that broke them out, but um, Paul Simon was um, known as the more famous, more popular, when they split... Paul Simon went on to have uh, an illustrious and incredible, noteworthy solo career, and uh, Art Garfunkel not so much. Although he was a great faded off into obscurity. Yeah, faded off and uh, you know, sort of that second member of Wham! But that's an entirely different story for
0: another time. But not uh, saying that's what's going to happen to Key, but that's the reference. Right, Pro, not saying that, but you that may is the proceed. Reference.
1: Good point. So <laughs> glad to bring that back around. So uh, it's it sort of you know, Jordan Peele was really funny and. Uh, he was a great supporting actor in that. They, they were both equally funny. Uh, but then Keegan-Michael Key does the uh, Black Anger Interpreter for President Obama, and it felt like he was at the peak and the height of his uh, creativity and his uh, you know his visibility. And so um, that show ends, Key and Peele ends, and uh, some great stuff, classic stuff that'll live forever. Well, Jordan Peele does not go by the way of Art Garfunkel, and... Keegan-Michael Key starts doing, like, weird uh, commercials while Jordan Peele goes out and writes the best original screenplay that I've seen in many years in Get Out and uh, takes over, you know, does a lot of um, Black Mirror stuff, goes in and and, and takes over the creative power for The Twilight Zone. And now this week it's announced that he will, and this is super cool, that he'll cold call on Disney. He's got, he's, He set a meeting, called them up and said, I have an idea, Uh, a pitch meeting, uh, not through any agents, just picked up the phone and got in, used his uh, little bit of notoriety to get through after Get Out, and is this week, upcoming, going to pitch a Gargoyles movie based on the 90s uh, cartoon of the same name. Uh, I think
0: I was a little too old for Gargoyles. I I mean, I watched it. Um, but My brothers watched it so bite and, and so it was on at home When I was there They're my, my younger brothers Yeah were the right age Yeah But man Very like What a stylistic Call of the 90s You know Remember the Batman animated series Absolutely Very similar in tone um, I thought it was a great show Although it was A little too young for me At the time But Yeah for me as at, well At the time at, now I'm like geeked about it Yeah so now If you go back and watch that
1: trailer um, You know that That uh, it says in the 1800s that the gargoyles were uh, attacked and turned on by the same, you know, people uh, like us, homo sapien people, that they were sworn to protect. Um, and uh, it's it's a deep, rich storyline that has some darkness to it. And so, um, you know, this falls under the category. Uh, it's what we want. It, it's what the geekdom wants uh, whether or not Disney wants it uh, remains to be seen. But if anybody can pull it off, my faith is completely in Jordan Peele. like I, I think he can do just about anything right now. and uh, he he's he's on his way and he's just, you know, he's sailing right now. and I think it's amazing what he's trying to do. and I hope this gets made.
0: Uh, I'd be, for, for sure. I think for Disney, this is a a very low risk, high reward. Uh, for sure, pitch. We have right? the technology now um, to make this great. You bring in Jordan Peele uh, as creative mind on the show Gargoyles, and which is IP you all already own. And if he does an incredible job, well, great. You just now you just spun a whole series off of this, right? And you re- rejuvenate the cartoon even and bring that back. But you'll also get that talent of Jordan Peele as part of that Disney family, right? And we know once they're in, they're they're pretty locked in with this the way the company is currently. Um, these these guys don't leave.
1: No, right, exactly, right. So um, it's exciting, and once again, we've said it a couple times, this show, but we'll definitely keep you posted. And uh, last thing in Disney news, I'm sorry, in Disney slash Marvel news uh, goes off the grid a bit. A couple episodes back, we talked about. Uh, you know that we felt strongly that something was going on with Stan Lee, and um, it it in we talked about maybe the daughter and the daughter's boyfriend. We know his wife June of many many years passed away last year, and what appears to have happened, uh, at least based on the restraining order filed in California District Court, is that um, at some point a very rich, uh, smart collector uh, paired up with uh, with Stan. Uh, somehow gained uh, control and became his caretaker. Um, there's talk of, and I know we, we mentioned this, that uh, they took a vial of, of Stan's blood and made some comic books out of it, and you know, like Kiss had done that back in the day. Um, we know that uh, uh, according to the restraining order, vial, yeah, just just uh, insane, and, and just gross. According to um, the restraining order, uh, this guy was limiting exposure even to Stan's family, uh, to fans. Uh, he, he kept him locked away uh, it's all very ugly stuff and this is not um this is not coming from the family this came uh, this was filed by Stanley in uh and, and so this is now an elderly abuse charge uh what yeah this guy's name is is kaya Morgan uh, the restraining order was granted at this time while they investigate but I'm sure they're gonna quickly find uh, some some wrongdoing here uh, I hope they don't find that uh, Stan, all of Stan's money is gone. Um, the The deal that he made uh, to sell the movie uh, and some of the properties off was long, long gone. Um, so Stan makes his money uh, in appearances, in doing voiceover work, in doing some of the shows like Superhumans that he's done. Uh, so he did start to build back, plus his cameo appearances he gets pre- paid pretty well for because it's an homage. I mean, any director will budget mm-hmm. in money for – uh, enough for Stanley to actually get the credit he re- he deserves. So uh, that's all positive. He's amassed a small fortune again, and uh, hopefully it has not all been squandered by this K M Morgan. And uh, we'll we'll keep it close, but at least justice is being served right at the moment where the restraining order has been served and we're moving on. So just vile, gotcha. just vile, right? I mean, uh,
0: it is gross. Just, People just be nice. Like be nice to each other. Uh, it's just the way yeah, to live just life. Just be
1: kind. There's no reason to not. Uh, and finally, last one before we go into uh into the next thing, we're gonna hop into this was like a niche market, uh, but people freaked out when this got canceled, like literally bugged out.
0: Oh, I know what you're going. Yeah, I know yep. where you're going so, with
1: this. Uh Lucifer. Now did you watch right. this show? I, did you watch I did Lucifer? Not. No, no, no. But uh, I, I
0: didn't either, but I'm guessing I yep. probably should.
1: Should and will. Um Kevin actually was involved in the first uh, episode of this, so it was always kind of on my radar. Um, but I, uh, yep, it's a, uh, it's one of those Vancouver shows that films up with Supernatural and Supergirl and um, uh, an Izombie. They have quite a market that uh, they're they're creating up there in Vancouver. Uh, but uh, it, uh, you know, this is the great part now of. Um, the way that the entertainment industry is dealing with these uh, serial type or weekly uh, television shows in this model, uh, it has the ability for a production company to create uh, an episode or create a show and then take it somewhere else. And uh, it's exciting, mm-hmm. right? So uh, it is picked up at least for one season. Uh, Lucifer picked up for one season by who else? Who's spending all the money? Mm. Who's in control but of I was going to guess, Uh, Netflix Netflix is the winner. um, (laughs) Ah. It's good, though. I mean, I I think that if you're a fan of Lucifer, I have some friends that are strong. I mean, we're emailing me. I have to talk about this on the show. It's a travesty. It's a nightmare. You have to help us get it back on. And people went nuts, and Netflix did not take long. I mean, it's under two weeks, just like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine got picked up first uh, last week by NBC, and
0: now Lucifer is the second one to get picked up in that deal. So, uh that's great, man. It, it's so happy to see that these shows, are, you know, the ones that especially deserve it, are getting a second chance with um, you know these companies like Amazon or Netflix, right? Hulu so this is, and YouTube. This is great. This is great is, news. It's,
1: uh, it's great news. And, and when we look back, I think about the Silver Age in the uh, of comics, right? That's when uh, mm-hmm. I was in my heart of everything, and I didn't know i mean i i certainly didn't know that comics were being reborn it just felt like uh it felt natural to me and you know when image came out and all of that and and uh this is i think the golden age of content and uh, um where we'll look back on this as things to begin to settle down uh in the next 10 to 15 years and say boy was that amazing right so uh
0: exciting exciting stuff um so we got one uh, one thing that we noticed this week that happened. Not good news. Um, and it's still developing with this whole situation for Chris Hardwick and um, his ex-girlfriend, Chloe Dystra. Yep. Very strange. Very strange story. Uh, I don't know how much you dove into it, but I read her essay about the relationship. And uh, it's just one of those things. That there's there's going to be a, his side of it and her side of it. And so far, I've read her side in... He sounds, if it's true, the, the the Chris Hardwick we see on TV, if, if her count is in fact true, he is not the same guy uh, yeah. when the doors are closed. Boy. It sound, and you can see that um, happening, right? Yeah. Because he's such a likable guy on TV and it's like... Yeah, he's, I mean, he started, started the
1: Nerdist uh, website and podcast and, uh, you know, certainly famous for... Paul H, uh, interviews and, uh, walking Dead. I mean, sorry, talking Dead and talking dad yeah, and, all and the-
0: breaking dad was on. And, and uh, he made a career about talk, to- like he made a big career doing pretty much what we're trying to do. Yeah, no, that's <laughs>
1: exactly right. And so one of the, one thing I want to point out here is, is he's now since married, right? And, uh-huh. uh, interestingly in his statement, uh, two things stood out to me, um, One thing is that he references fatal attraction in his statement. uh, I guess some line from that movie. And, uh, you know, like insinuating that um, the breakup is uh, not at all the way that she describes it. Although she says she has proof to her allegations. Um, So strange, right? Like she's got proof, but yet um, he's saying that it's a fatal attraction crazy thing. The other part of this that I found really weird is Patty Hearst, you know, the, the billionaire, uh, kidnap uh, you know, famous for being kidnapped and, and, and all of that, comes out now. Uh, he is married to Patty Hearst's son. I'm sorry, daughter. And it's such an odd, you know, she came out in total defense of him. And he, here's my thing. I just think both of those things are odd. But in closing, it used to be back in the day, right, where if you were abused, assaulted, raped, kidnapped, and please do not misconstrue this as me saying that I don't believe what she's saying. It's not what I'm saying. But when, when there was no internet, there was no open letter, right? I mean, I guess it could happen sometimes with a a newspaper. But if this is something that is taunting and torturing your life, right? The right thing to do, and I'm sorry if she's a victim. I really am. I hope that she did. I hope that she gets the pain solved that she's having in one way or another. But the right way to report a crime is to report a crime if a crime has happened, You go to the police station in where you in which you live. You bring that proof and evidence based on the person that raped you, kidnapped you, assaulted you, tortured you, tormented you. Especially if you have proof of this, and you go and have the person arrested, and you get your closure. Um, Regardless of whether or not this is true, I just have not like the way that she decided to do this to to do it in essay form with no mm-hmm. uh ability to so so in in my estimation she writes the you know he he sold Nerdist for a lot of money and made a lot of money but the point is she she reports the story they instantly scrub his name and completely remove him from Nerdist the company that he created with zero due process and i I yeah, want to get back a to a day narrative. where we actually file criminal charges with the police so that they can investigate and arrest somebody. And so I think that this is spineless. and um, uh, it makes me feel like it's more to Chris Hardwick's side that, like this is just fatal attraction. This is a way to get back at me. This is a way that. And I like I said, if this really happened and this girl is suffering, I hope that she gets the help that she needs and it's not justified and it's horrible um, I know I'm full of tirades and rants tonight I'm certainly gonna let you weigh in on this but uh,
0: go ahead yeah <laughs> well here's the deal like it, it, it yeah I, I know where you're going with this it's, it's if this truly happened we want Chloe to be made whole taken care of and
1: whatever that looks like right like
0: you know being able to live her life but if she's weaponizing the Me Too movement to do harm on somebody, that's eh, that's that's pretty despicable too. So hopefully I, I'm not passing judgment one or the other, but I'm with you. It's odd how this is all coming out. And the due process is gone. The, the, the day and age of the internet has has destroyed that. Yes, you get due process in courts, but in the court of public opinion, the jury's out yeah you know, I mean, they, they, he they scrubbed whether him or not from he really is guilty.
1: and again I don't want this to be misconstrued because I feel like it could be it's not uh but but man can we start like uh, I understand that we need to enact a lot of change across a lot of different platforms and uh, we've started to do some of these things like uh you know fair pay for for fair work and um you know that these like we talked about last week with um with with Lost in Space being led by a strong female cast and that it's not just throwaway and that you know it's no longer just the black, witty best friend that uh, gets roles in movies. I mean, it, it, we're starting to really implement these changes and make the world better and more uh, cohabitable place. This sets it back if we don't follow due process and we don't follow the, the, the our system of justice that's set in place to protect everybody right innocent until proven guilty in this country so mm-hmm. um I, we're gonna watch it obviously this is gonna come out but now it's come out that hall h comic-con and amc have all put everything on pause until further now they didn't come flat out and mm-hmm. fire them they didn't uh uh you know they, it, it i call it the crush treatment right like Ryan Seacrest had a similar situation where somebody came out with allegations with nothing, no founding. Um, mm-hmm. Clearly, they, they, they didn't find those uh, to be credible, and he's back on his show. He's on the, in the morning on NBC, and he's doing red carpets and all of that. So, um, they're, I'm sure they're taking a similar stance, and we'll follow it through and see what happens. Right? I mean, it's all we Absolutely. can do. So,
0: Cool. E3 wrapped up the, this past week, and um, I just had a few takes from it. I want to, you know, yeah, let's Close out look. with so I want to talk about the multi-platform teaser that we all I, I got suckered into and was officially announced and shown on uh, at, during at Microsoft E3. It was the right. Fallout 76, uh, which is uh, it's a multiplayer. Or me, it's a multi-platform, so it'll be on all the big ones, the you know, PlayStation. Xbox and even the Switch, which is awesome for Nintendo uh, fans out there. The biggest thing it looks like is it's gonna be a multi it's gonna have a multiplayer element to it, which for me for Fallout is gonna be really fun. The only problem I have with it is it's a Bethesda game and I although I love their properties, Skyrim and Fallouts, I've been playing them all along. I, I've never felt I've been able to shake the um, the way the characters move. They're still very stiff on screen and the the controls seem very stiff so I'm hoping as we learn more about Fallout that they've not only introduced a multiplayer aspect which will hopefully be world building Mm -hmm. you know it that'd be amazing but at the same time that they've fixed some of the mechanics of the characters because I I, for me it's like a game has to be fun uh, both story and how much you immerse yourself into the world. But if, if you're having trouble, or or, or the character yeah. isn't moving in a believable way, it, it really breaks down that you know, so that element it, it, of being immersed. It, yeah. and I've always been distracted by so the, the Bethesda that, games. Um, by that,
1: what I what I think opened the door for um, the the game that um, my son plays, um, you know, so religiously, and and all of these sort of online games like Fortnite. Uh, it was NBA 2K seemed to own the market for middle school age boys for some time. And they released exactly what you just talked about, the Bethesda problem. Um, You know, the unnatural movements and the the glitchiness off the backboards opened the door uh, for these games to uh, slide right in. So the importance of that, super, super important. Yeah, so not to, to throw you off track, but... Uh, you 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 valid, you know you make a really valid point in that
0: uh, it has to be spot on. An example of what a good game feels like, God of War, which came out this year, uh, con- not just being a beautiful game, immersive story, which we've covered covered before, but the controls of Kratos, the character to play, are so fluid and smooth and intuitive, and he moves in just the way that you'd want to see a character move. So you get completely lost into this game in all the good ways that is like for me right now the pinnacle of the mountain that's what all games control should be looking to do is get that type of experience and sprinkle that in especially for this final leg of this current generation that we're seeing all gaming companies need to make sure that they're putting the most into these gaming mechanics Right on. so speaking of this this last hurrah for this current gen um, no new hardware out there i mean Nintendo switches out, which is which catapulted Nintendo into this current gen. Um, it puts them right in the middle of the pack. Uh, PlayStation 4 Pro already has been out for a couple yep. of years, which is a, a great platform. That's one I use. And then Xbox, they have put out what I consider to be their equivalent to the PlayStation Pro, which is a new hardware refresh for their Xbox One. So that's good, but no other new hardware coming out. Um, no new announcements for the next gen, which is fine. That just means we have a few more years with what we currently have in our living rooms. Um, my, on this subject, Microsoft, so the Xbox guys, arguably, they had the best show of E3. Um, their presentation was incredible, uh, what they did on stage, how they rolled out the games, both multiplayer and their exclusives. It was just, for what I was reading, I didn't go to it. I wish I was there. It was... Um, and what I could see on, like, the streams, it was just a, a, an event. It was a great event. People loved it. Uh, they showed off Halo Infinite, which gets the, that nostalgic nod from me. The trailer looks great, and it makes me want to go pick up a system just to get back into that Master Chief mode, right? You know, I grew up on Xbox, the original Halo and Halo 2, and, and those are great games. Also really cool, and <clears throat> this is a throwback to when we were kids, uh, Battletoads, oh, nice. From 1991, Nintendo. One of the hardest games. People out there, kids who've never played this game, Battletoads. It is the one of the most frustrating games you'd ever play as a kid. Um, to the point where you'd rip your cartridge out of the Nintendo and throw it across the room. Not joking. That happened. Um, anyway, they're produced by Rare. Rare was purchased by Microsoft. So what they rolled out. At this show at E3 was a teaser that Battletoads is coming uh, on the updated system. So don't know. This goes back to we started off this section with was gameplay and mechanics. Battletoads is notorious to have very poor (laughs) mechanics to the point where you want to stab yourself in the face uh, from playing the game. Um, It was torturous, but. It was such a cool IP, a great story, and that's the thing. It's like you can still have bad controls, but if you have fun play, great animations, you'll can you could put out the worst controls in the world. But if that all those other elements line up, you still have a good game and fun one that's fun to play, albeit frustrating. So uh, that to me was a really cool, not expected at all. I didn't hear about that. At coming from microsoft and and all and that's an exclusive as well for them so very cool um nintendo switch unfortunately sounded like they had the most disappointing part of e3 um it's it's, what it sounds like is they failed to show off anything that was really exciting other than for fortnite fans fortnite is now available on switch they announced that which is great i mean that's a good thing um but it's, it's typical Nintendo, like very middle-of-the-road, safe bets that they're putting out there. So, again, Fortnite, that was you, – you know you're going to crush it. You're going to have a ton of downloads from players wanting to, to jump on Fortnite using their Switch. Because just imagine that. Oh, yeah. Like your son playing it on the Switch, right? And being able to like, okay, cool. I'm going to take the game into the into my bedroom. He just takes the Switch out of the the, the, the dock and it goes to the little screen and away he goes. So what? A, it's a perfect game for Switch. It really is. Um, their big announcement, though, which to me is just disappointing. It's just I've played this game and I, I in earlier formats of it. It just I'm not a fighting game like you know one to one fighting, mm-hmm. like a Mortal Kombat type kind of game. But their new Smash Brothers, they put a lot of stock into that. Their the big thing of this one is it has all of the characters in this game that you could play. Period. Okay. So every character from any, any previous Smash Brothers is in this. It's just, it's not the wow factor, right? It's not the a, a new Zelda game like they announced last year. Um, the Pokemon, you know, more gimmicky games like Super Mario Party. So, typical Nintendo. Um, they release a great, great system with Switch. I mean, just awesome. It looks like it's an amazing experience to play. Do your kids uh, have they one? They don't, no. Oh, they, play, they have PlayStation. Uh, Xbox and um,
1: PlayStation, yep. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, my my buddy has the 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 switch. He was showing to me. It's great. It's amazing. But they quickly move and resort into these like cutesy novelty games, which they did with the Wii and Wii University. So uh, Nintendo. Too yeah, bad. I'm not sure no. what they're
1: doing with the the cardboard cutout things, and it's just all very that's it, just it's all very complicated. And sometimes you just
0: have you looked into that at, at all? Because I'm going to ask you, what do you think that cardboard cutout game? I forget what it's called. Costs. Uh, if your kid was saying, I want this, dad, how much do you think it was going to cost? I don't know.
1: I mean, I, I'd say it falls under the same high end, you know, Madden football staple mm-hmm. 60 bucks is, is what I,
0: how about 80? Ugh,
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I just, I, listen, maybe that's the, um, the niche that maybe those kids are going to Harvard or MIT. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, so. It, it's cardboard. It's, I just it's, don't, I've been, I don't uh, get it.
0: I don't, I don't get it. Um, and my friends who were parents who kids were asking for it was like just just hold them off just hold them off don't get it for them just, just keep them at bay say it's it, you know Christmas is coming and when Christmas comes and goes like your birthday is coming and then the next Christmas don't get it, yeah, don't, get it. don't get it just don't get it we don't need no. to support them on this anymore enough of this like ugh no no more of these gimmicky novelty things Nintendo it's time to really put yeah. it up like you used yeah. to agreed uh, so Sony had a good show though but they didn't have this... Here's the thing. They didn't have the sizzle that Microsoft did uh, when, like, Microsoft got the announcement of Fallout 76. They got, you know, all their exclusive, like, Halo. So they had some really cool stuff that they were announcing at Microsoft in the great stage. PlayStation's performance in terms of the, you know, the presentation and, and the showmanship, yeah, wasn't good. It wasn't good. But their exclusive titles are looking phenomenal. This is how come they're winning. Um... The one I'm most excited about is a uh, Last of Us Part Two, and if you played the first one, or if you haven't played the first one, you can go get it for about twenty bucks now. It's remastered for PlayStation Four. Such an incredible story. I mean, it's a post-apocalyptic world, right? Um, and it just has a just. One of the like I was talking about God of War, very inclusive story. You're in it. You're involved with the characters. You feel for them. You get sad when they get sad. You feel happy when they're happy. It's one of those things. Well, the second part they showed a great trailer, some game gameplay mechanics. It looks just absolutely stunning, and I cannot wait for this game to come out. Um, And the biggest, one of the biggest games of the show this year, and um, all around is a PlayStation Four exclusive. It's Spider Man. Oh,
1: nice. I saw that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I've yet to see what makes it that you know, what made it one of the best of show. I've seen all the the gameplays, I've seen the <coughs> the um, feedback from it from people talking about, it, I've seen the st- stories of it. it. It I didn't I I still don't see what makes it such a great game other than it sounds like it's a mechanics thing. Back when. Um, you know, the original Xbox was out. They had a Spider-Man game for that, and that was the big thing. It was an open world. The, the web-slinging mechanics were incredible. Uh, the fighting mechanics were fun. It sounds like they, they were able to get all of that in this new game and polish you know, polished up with today's, you know, for today's consoles. So uh, another one that's going to be a PlayStation exclusive, Spider-Man. Nice. Um, yeah, and another one that I'm learning more about, which I didn't really know about before the show, is Ghost of... Uh, Tsushima, I think I'm saying it right, is another exclusive, has a a lot of buzz, and it's a brand new IP property for Sony. Um, So to sum it up, so while Xbox had a great show and probably the best show, it looks like PlayStation 4 is still clearly winning this generation's console war. I I don't see it, especially since they keep pushing out incredible new IP that they're going to be able to serialize and make sequels down the road. As the new, and that's not that how you do it. So the next PlayStation version comes out, and so does Xbox. Well, they already hooked new gamers with this new IP coming out, and then the the sequel comes out of the next gen. You're gonna, have, you're just gonna keep that story going. You're gonna buy that next gen console. So they're being very smart. They're putting money into the current console, keeping it fresh um, with quality exclusive games. You know, especially during these final few years. Uh, People get in a habit of like, oh, it's a lame duck system. I'm not going to buy anything new till the new one comes out. Well, Sony's not letting that happen. They're going to keep putting quality out so people keep purchasing. So um, that's my take on E3. And right now, if you're not playing or if you want to get into it, PlayStation 4 would be my first choice. Xbox One would be second, followed by Switch.
1: I love it awesome take thanks dude that was uh that was really good um so thanks man i uh i got nothing i mean it was a weird week i think we were able to put together a great show great stuff coming up some comic-con stuff uh other strong uh things that are coming mid-summer and uh yeah man that's it it was a great show great week good job on e3
0: and uh cool yeah, man. We'll make sure you go check out Incredibles 2 this week. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, oh, man. On Tuesday, for I'm sure. I'm going to check that out, and I'm going to go see, by the next time we talk, I would have seen that and the new Jurassic World. That's true. It's coming, too. So,
1: we're excited, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be back with you next week. All right, boys. All right, boys. Let's
0: close it down. that I'm tired.
1: at
0: you, have been listening to Nerdpod with Coach and K-Rock from Podyssey Entertainment. Be sure to follow Coach and K-Rock to stay up to date on all upcoming Nerd Pods and Podyssey programs on Instagram, which you can find them at Podyssey. That's P-O-D-D-E-S-Y. On Twitter which is at NerdPodacy, which is N-E-R-D-P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, and Facebook. They're at NerdPod.